Welcome back. Lori and Julia show my talk 107. One, everything entertainment. If you miss the big Donna Mills gate reveal, well, you'll be able to catch it on the replay of our first hour of the show. And that, of course, uh, will kick off at 6 o'clock. And you'll be available by podcast, too. Should mention that we, are, uh, we have a giveaway this week. We're going to be giving away pairs of tickets to the Off the Field Players' Wives Fashion Show at the Gallery in Edina. This is going to be on Friday. Kicks off Friday morning at 11.30 and goes till 2.30 in the afternoon. Hosted by the fashion catalyst himself, Mr. Grant Whitaker. And um, we'll let you know when to call in to win those tickets. Okay? Fantastic. Yes. Fantastic. Yes. Okay, so Julia and I are enjoying our crow over here. Although, <laughs> honestly... Sautéed? We would would I, the world have would it have been so wrong if everyone just thought we met Donna Mills? I mean, what do you mean? Played along? No, but I mean, like I thought we did. What if we hadn't taken the photo and we just come back and we met Donna Mills and all of that? It's a good, you know. I mean, thing. I'm just saying we would have been none the wiser. None the wiser. But we really thought it was her, Julia. Convinced beyond. Okay. Yeah. Beyond. Yeah. Are you enjoying your crow? Mine's very dry and chewy. Somebody I've had to tweeted, take an acid pills. Somebody tweeted us a photo of Wendy Williams the time that she supposedly <laughs> ate crow. It had something to do with Kim Kardashian. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was funny. Okay, so I saw two movies this weekend. I did back-to-back. I'm so behind on the Oscar movies. Right. I saw one. What did you see, Donnie? I, Tanya. I, Tanya, and? Excellent. Yeah. Yes. It, I saw the preview. It looks Allison really Allison Janney is Unbelievable! She's going to win everything. She's going to win, and uh, and let's give it up for uh, Margot Robbie. Yeah, mm-hmm. also excellent. Yeah, yeah it's I, a good movie. I um, I want to see that movie. I totally want to see it. It looks really good. Yeah, it does. Okay, and then did you see any movies, or no. did you catch up on anything no. like that? You're just busy. I watched the Australian Open. Oh, okay. Or that I, was. Oh my God! Roger Federer played the match of his life. That's what my brother said. It was. It was five. It was yeah. amazing, and I watched it last night after the Grammys. Yeah, so I spent. Was a lot. it live or had you no, de it, it? I already even knew who won. Uh, yeah, but you still want to watch. But it. they played it on the tennis channel. It was so good. Wow! Because he's a machine. He's like a Tom oh, Brady. Oh, but that, that Chillick that he's playing against. I mean, this guy. They've been in finals together. I think this is their second time mm-hmm. in a major final. The Chillick guy is. He's coming on strong, yeah. but it's Roger Federer's twentieth. That's 20th major title. So, and he got a little teary eyed. Yeah. It was such good tennis. It was amazing. Yeah. Savannah on the Today Show, they showed a little clip of him in the press room because, of course, you know. She's playing in his um, foundation's kind of tennis tournament. And it's Bill Gates and Roger Federer against Savannah Guthrie and then a good guy who's on the tour. Oh, fun. I know. Doesn't it sound like it? Yeah. Um, So, I saw Lady Bird. Uh, all the all six of the movie theaters at St. Anthony, Maine, are all the nominee nominated movies. Or oh, you know, for the Oscars? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's Phantom. For I mean, there was just really a lot that were at the theater. So I saw Lady Bird, and and I I loved it. I could see how um, it's not a date movie. Well, it's definitely not a date mm-hmm. movie. I, I I went with uh, three other women and. Um, you know, one of the gals that kind of brought up a little bit of uh, just remembering how her mom could give her the silent treatment. Oh. That was like uh, one of the things. But I just thought it was, I thought it just really captured that being in high school and, 
Angsty, the first love. Yeah. And mm-hmm. yeah, I just, I really thought it was good. The only part of the movie I didn't like, honestly, was when they refinanced their house to send the girl away to college. I'm just mm-hmm. dead set against that. <laughs> I think that's a terrible <laughs> well, thing especially, for, for yes. a family to do that's living on the yeah, edge. Yeah, a big yep. burden on the parents. Yeah, yep. and uh, you know, sometimes people just have to say, no, you got to stay at home and go to school and go mm-hmm. to community college. So that was the only part of the movie I didn't you, like. I fundamentally <laughs> disagree I, I with this. Fictional story. I don't, yeah, yeah, but I was just like, don't refinance your house when the husband, you know, lost the job. Anyway, and then I saw The Post. Okay. And that was so good. And it could be, it could be about today, you know, how important it is that we have a press that stays on government, White House, everything that's happening to get to the truth. To get to the truth for the, and I thought Tom Hanks was, Incredible you as did? Ben Bradley, and yes, I kind of yes. wondered why. I guess he's just so great all the time; he gets overlooked, right? And uh, Meryl Streep simply melts into every role she has. It, she, I believe, she was Catherine Graham. Mm-hmm. I, makes me want to mm-hmm. read her biography because talk about a man's world. You know, she takes over her when she gets married to her husband. Her father, who started the Washington Post, okay, gives the Washington Post to her husband to run it, even though she's grown up in the newspaper right. business. But she's a girl; she can't run a newspaper. In what year? This like the sixties? No, I don't know when her husband got. Uh, he might have been the fifties okay. that he took over, but oh, then yeah. he takes his own life, yeah. well, I didn't and know she that. takes yeah. over the paper. This, the, it's already you don't yeah. see any of that Fine. in the movie. But he takes over. She takes over the paper. And what and year is the post about? Like, uh, it's about the. It's the Pentagon Papers, so it's ninety seventy one. So it's, it's about when, the Vietnam War. Yes, and how Robert McNamara and the Pentagon de- lied to the American people, going back to Truman, that it was unwinnable in Southeast Asia. You could not. So they knew win. that. They oh, yeah. knew it in the fifties, right? And so it was really just, you know, I, I mean. They they'd already done the assessment, and that you had a seventy percent chance of being right where you were at the very beginning, wow. which is really really high in America. You know, blah blah blah, and it's scandal. So it was it was fascinating. I just thought it was really good. I'm glad Meryl Streep got nominated. Well, she's fabulous. I, it's really you know it's in the seventies, so. You know, a lot has changed, but let a lot, you know, we still, still got the, the glass same? ceiling and we still have to fight. And it's interesting, the two strongest papers today of record continue to be the Washington Post and the New, New York, York Times. Times. Mm-hmm. But she had to make a decision about that paper to save it. And right. there was a lot of pressure. Don't print anything because, you know, it used to be that publishers of newspapers could be cozy with elected officials sure. and leave the editorial you know, and running of the paper, but she was really good friends with Robert McNamara, Catherine Graham, socially, like going back years. Wow. And Bradley was close with the Kennedys. And he yeah. was close. Yeah. So they had to kind that of come to the reckoning about, well, I wonder what was the influence there? Was I really the president's friend or were they, Using or was him. I, yeah, the secretary of state or whatever McNamara's up? Defense. Yeah. Sec- now that is a good date movie. Mm-hmm. You know, that would be a good date movie. <laughs> and the internet is currently going crazy because Tom Hanks is going to play Mr. Rogers. Which I just love. Yeah, he will be your neighbor. And I love so it. perfect. Um, he really, I can't think of a role that he has had except for some he's, early ones. He's America's biological father, Julia. He's Tom so Hanks is, good. And he was so good in this movie as Ben yeah, Bradley. Absolutely. Which isn't Ben Bradley the guy who goes on to Boston at, in Spotlight? Uh, no. No, Ben Bradley is the one with Deep else. Throat. 
Yeah, yeah that's no. the yeah. Washington Post. Yeah. Yes. No, no, no. I don't believe that's true. Okay. No. It's a different editor. It's a different editor, yeah. And then Catherine Graham's son, who you see in the beginning of this movie, who's like a 20-something-year-old, mm-hmm. one month after this movie, the Post premieres mm-hmm. December 26th at the age of 67, which was, I think, about his father's age. He takes his life. I remember reading mm. that. Yeah. Did, so, but any, you know, it's suicide can be, you know, I know, but is there anything around what he was struggling with? Well, I'm sure that he was struggling with the same thing his father had, and I'm sure it was depression and it's right. hereditary and, you right. know, it can be all of that. And maybe he is sad that, you know, he couldn't keep the paper and, you know, right. that added to stuff because Jeff Bezos owns the Washington Post. It's not owned yeah. by the right the family, the family anymore. anymore. So I'm not I don't gonna, know. I'm not going to give anything yeah. away, don't, but don't. The, I won't. But at the Post, Lori's going to know what I'm talking about. The very last oh, yeah. scene. Yeah, we know what that is. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Flashlights. Right. Yep. Flashlights break in. Uh, oh! <laughs> <laughs> and Meryl Streep is trademarking her name. So if anyone has any I know, any I ideas, saw that. I thought that was so random. It. All right, listen, we'll be right back with Random Talk. My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. You know, I saw this story the other day. Did you ever notice that? You know, sometimes I wonder what would happen if... And now... Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. That is all it is. And thank you for hanging out with us today on My Talk 1071 streaming live. And also you can download us at any time on iTunes and take us with you. We are delighted right now. We're being joined by Aaron Schwab. And Aaron is calling in to help um, educate all of you on to why you should vote for Ryan McEnany and his charity, Ashland Productions. Hi, Aaron. Hi. Do you like how we recruited you? I do. I love it, actually. Okay, so... very strong feelings about Ashland. I know. So, so our Ryan McEnany is in um, a battle of his life right now. He needs major he help. He's at 36% in the gentleman is at a lot more that he's um, competing against today for McInerney for um, Manuary. And Ryan is just, he would help anybody with anything. So why don't you tell us about this charity? Okay, so Ashland Productions is a a youth community theater program in Maplewood. And my daughter actually does shows and classes at Ashland. My daughter is 13. Um, She doesn't have a theater program at her school. There's no theater program in her middle school. And I, because I do a lot of theater, I was very careful about where she was going to go because I wanted to make sure she was going to get really great experience, really great, like, um, experience where she learns the right way to do things and she is challenged, um, but also that it is a safe and awesome space to play. Right. Because it's really easy for kids to sort of get broken in that environment. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. If it's too intense. Um, sometimes they don't want to go back and play anymore. And she did her first show there with Susicle, and she had so much fun. She did another show last year. She did um, Willy Wonka, and she, short, she, she sort of what I called, she met her tribe of people. Oh, isn't that great? So there's this whole group of kids that are her age from all different schools. And, man, they love each other so hard, boys and girls. Um, they hold each other up. They talk to each other outside of the theater, and if somebody has a problem, they rally around them. And one of the things I love about Ashland is they build really, really awesome community within their theater company. And so those kids are respectful to each other. They are kind. 
Um, they help each other, and but they work really hard, and they make really good theater. So they're learning awesome things. And there's a lot of people that don't, they don't know where to start. Right. Their kid wants to do theater, and they don't know where to start. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's such a, it's a really great space for that. You yeah, know? and, 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 and so that's wonderful. Play. That has and been I, something that's been, that's gotten maybe cut in, at different schools for absolutely. not, there's no money for it. Right, no funding. And yeah. you can also, like, you can bring theater companies in. There's a lot of theater companies, including Ashland, that go into schools. But a lot of schools don't have the money for that, you right. know. And so it's, we say it's a team sport. You know, it's as much of a team sport, theater is, as being a part of a football team or a hockey team or a soccer team, any of those things, right? Or an Odyssey of the Mind Brain team or yeah. a Lego robotics team. Everybody has to find their place. Everybody has to find sort of their crew, as the kids say. Um, and if you don't know where that is, it can be really, really challenging mm-hmm. as a parent. It can be really, really challenging to watch your kids struggle to find who, who they can be themselves around. And I think that place really fosters, like, one of their sayings is, everybody's weird and everybody's awesome. Yeah. Oh, that is, and like, a great, that is so great. Because that's such favorite. an awkward age in general. Yeah. And it's just, it has been such a great experience. and such a great experience, in fact, that now I do their social media. And do you really? <laughs> sure. And I'm going to be directing a show there this spring um, with a bunch of high school kids. So I'm super excited about it. Um, and they're doing Adam's Family, the musical, right now. It is hilarious and lovely and sweet and charming. And it's just, it's, it, is, it is her favorite place to be. And I think every kid, especially those kids that are in that middle school and high school age that are different than, mm-hmm. than what is sort of considered the norm, yeah. you know? And they yeah. have different interests. And it is, it's just, it is her happy place. And because she has a happy place, it gives me a happy place. Yeah. That's just so, that's such a good endorsement for Ryan McEnany and his charity, Ashland Productions. And do you know Ryan? I do. I do. I'm getting to know him more. And actually, I wanted to say this too. $3,000 means that they could, in scholarship, cover a bunch of people with that money. Because it's like, you know, it it costs money to participate, just like it does in sports and all of those things. But, you know, that covers a lot of people being able to participate. So that $3,000 means a lot to the people that are wanting to participate. And I know it's kind of a, it's different than what some of the other people are raising money for. And I don't know that it's a charity, but what it is, is it's an organization that needs funding and it needs support. And this can help that. Even just us talking about it helps Ashland, you know? But it would be much better if we had $3,000 for Ashland. (laughs) Yeah, I know it. That's so awesome. All right, so and people can vote right now for Ryan well, McEnany and Ashland Productions at My Talk Manuary. And yes. we, he really needs votes. Aaron, he needs I, votes. I am hustling. Girls, I'm doing everything. I'm and hustling. Have you done you anything? hustle. Are you doing anything fun, Super Bowl related? You know what? I am going to see the J-Lo concert. That's what I'm doing. Fun. And I'm going to die. And where is she at, at again? At the Armory, I think. At the Armory. Is My it? husband got me tickets for Christmas, and I freaked out so hard, I didn't know what to do with myself. And that's Saturday night, right? Yeah. I don't know how we're going to get there or how we're going to get home. I don't care. Right. Right. right? I'm going to go get a fabulous outfit so that J-Lo will see me, and she will be like, hey, girl, you look super fun. And then I'll be like, I know, right? And then we're going to go have drinks, and then she's going to love me. Where that's are what's going to happen. Where are New York Yankees at? <laughs> 
Is that what's going to do? Well, it? she just wore one to her show, kind of right. saying she's with the guy. You know, uh-huh. the New York Yankees bedazzle guy. A little bit. She had hers bedazzled, but if you find a New York Yankees hat and bedazzle it. Let's do that. I bet well, you could get. Either that or like the long. So like, you know, she wears a lot of like one piece sort of unitards. That right. Are sheer, but but you're really short. I think I your hat would that. stand out. Right. I was going to do that, but just wear like 18 pairs of Spanx underneath it. Just, oh, like, you, you're going to be sick. <laughs> Don't wear that many pairs of Spanx. Well, then I can't dance. Well, right. Come on. I know. Just wear a hat or have your hubby wear a hat. Maybe that's what I should do. Just wear a hat. Just wear a hat. The New York Yankees (laughs) bedazzled hat. She just wore one Friday night or Saturday night at her show in Vegas. And I just want you to know I was totally on your side of Donna Mills Gate. That's all. I don't even know what happened because I was just teaching a class. Well, so were we. Yeah. We were shocked that it wasn't Donna Mills because we were just, without first, I mean, we we thought it was. I'm shocked. We got catfished in person, as somebody said. You got catfished in person. So now I've had it online. Now yeah. we've had it in person. <laughs> what could happen next? Right? We, I, we are shocked, but we will accept so it and move on. Oh, thank you, Aaron Schwab. Thank you. Thanks for Vote your bringing. For Vote for Ryan. Vote for Ryan. I know. That's what I have to say. That's a nice endorsement because mm-hmm. a lot of places do raise money for pet-related things and other related things, mm-hmm. you know. And for theater kids, how many scholarships $3,000 would cover? Yeah. That really makes sense. All right, I've got a couple. Well, there's a ton of theater right now. Everywhere. It's all over the place. You know what I mean? It blew up. Were you still talking? I know, and I thought you were Aaron, gone. We thought you were gone. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, vote Aaron. for Ryan. Vote for Bye. Ryan. Vote for Ryan. All right. So. All right. Listen, when we come back, Kenny's got the traffic for us, and then uh, oh, we need to weigh in on uh, who's playing Aretha Franklin in a new movie. Do we like or do we not like? Yep, we know who that is. That's right. Aretha Franklin, Uh MGM, has acquired the rights to develop an Aretha Franklin biopic, and they have signed Jennifer Hudson to portray Aretha in the untitled project. Yes, and this was announced. Clive Davis had his pre-Grammy party in New York City Mm -hmm. on Saturday night. A lot. We should talk about who else was there. But he revealed it because the, he had Jennifer Hudson. She performed a medley of Franklin's hits, including Respect, Rocksteady, and Think. And while introducing her performance, Davis said Hudson had been anointed by Aretha himself. Herself. Herself, yes. Oh, I'm sorry. And um, then, you know, it's confirmed that she's going to play her in the biopic. Oh, personally selected. That's something, I feel like it? Whitney Houston, not Whitney Houston, um... Did Aretha once say Whitney Houston or was it Halle Berry? Do you remember mm, this at it all? Wasn't Whitney Houston. It wasn't Whitney. Then it was Halle Berry. She said once, "I want Halle, Halle Berry, Berry to, to play, play me. me." Do you guys remember that? You could Google it. I do know that um, uh, you know Beyonce played Aretha in. Did you ever see Cadillac Records? I did. It was kind of a no. little. Yeah. Independent movie. movie. Yeah, yeah, just sort of about a slice in time. Mm-hmm. Is it, would that be mm-hmm. the right to, to describe it in the music Small business? Small record company, yep. And so she played, like, basically Aretha Franklin's oh, okay. uh, character. So, um, and, you know, Jennifer Hudson, she's been, you know, of course, Sex in the City. She was Carrie Bradshaw's assistant, The Secret Life of Bees. I guess she's going to be next seen in uh, a movie called Monster. Monster and, um, yeah, I think she'll be great. Mm-hmm. I love a good this, biopic. Let's not forget Dreamgirls. Yeah, no, Dreamgirls, of so course. Of that. course. Yeah, that was amazing.
Yeah, um, Franklin made a call to Wendy Williams show. This is a while ago, you guys. So this is, I don't know the date of this, but um, at one point she announced she was working, this since 2007, this biopic Mm -hmm. has been talked about on Aretha Franklin. And she announced at the Rock and Hole Hall of Fame induction years ago that she- Rock and Hole Hall of Fame? (laughs) Forget it, I'm not going to read it anymore. (laughs) Rock and Roll, we know what you meant, but I just had to say something. Anyway, she called in Wendy Williams' show and announced that Haley Berry is her pick for the older Aretha. There's a young one that has yet to be named. And yeah, but she how wanted, long ago was that? This is 2007. Oh, she wanted yeah, that's so long Denzel ago. Washington to play her father and Terrence Howard to play Smokey Robertson. Yeah. This years ago. But yeah. I remember that yeah, Halle Berry was associated with it somehow, some way. And so I she, doesn't she doesn't sing. She doesn't sing. No. No, Jennifer Hudson is a perfect She was perfect, perfect in Dreamgirls. Yeah. Yeah. And I... Absolutely. This is just perfect. And right. she won an Academy Award for that. Yeah, so. she did. Uh, if, speaking of perfect, if you're interested in going to the Off the Field Players Wives Fashion Show on Friday at the Galleria, be the fifth caller. Okay. 651-641-1071. And the show is from 1130 to 230. So I know we're going and yeah. we're giving away a pair of tickets. Um, every day this week? Every day this week. Well, through Wednesday. Oh, all right. Through Wednesday, and of course, Allison Kaplan is going to be uh, also there. I don't know if she's the MC or something like that, but that'll be kind of fun. So I, I totally think it six, will be six five one six four one one zero seven one. We had a couple notable obituaries this weekend, Julia. Yes, Mort Walker passed away. The Beetle Bailey comic strip. I know it. Which he, that I love. I, I used to love that, that Beetle Bailey. He was, I loved he the was whole, 91, though, wasn't he? He lived he, a good 94. Life. He was okay. in Connecticut. And, you know, I don't know if you ever saw the 60 Minutes thing on all the cartoonists that live in Stamford, Connecticut. But for some reason, there were a whole bunch. And his, so two, funny. his two sons, um, uh, I mean, took over High and Lois, which is another. Um, his One sons, Brian and Greg. So he started that, but they do that and he drew that cartoon strip for 68 years wow so that's a long time a long long yep. time and um general half track who runs camp swap swampy i don't know i don't know what they'll ever do if they take out the news i don't think they'll take out the cartoons because they like a lot of people who pay money for the newspaper they pay money for that page to do Sudoku. The puzzle. Exactly. Exactly. It's a big page. It is. Um, also, um, this woman named Elizabeth Ann Holly, same age as um, Mort Walker, 94. Okay. She was an American journalist who chronicled. I'm only bringing this to because you're always so fascinated with all things Mount Everest. Oh. So she chronicled Mount Everest expeditions for more than 50 years. And her her name again, her name is Elizabeth Ann Hawley. There could be a movie about her one day. She had such attention to detail and such a sharp sense of humor that uh, she inspired fear and respect among climbers. And she lived in Kathmandu. She went there in 1960 as a correspondent with Time Inc. to cover and never left. And she founded one of the founders of the Himalayan database. <clears throat> Excuse me, which is a compilation of all the records of all the climbing expeditions. Wow. From 1905 to 2017. She spent nearly every single day of her entire adult life in Kathmandu. She never scaled the mountain herself, but she endeared herself to many climbers. To maintain accuracy, she would grill mountaineers before and after summit attempts 
traveling to their hotels to ask what they'd seen at the top and to catch the occasional fibber. She conducted more than 15,000 interviews with climbers. Climbers nicknamed her the Sherlock Holmes of the mountaineering world and a living archive of Mount Everest climbing. I am upset. Isn't that? Yeah, there was something about. Could you see like a movie about this? Oh, totally. Her happening. Going on this assignment and And just her life story in this small obituary is just kind of amazing. Elizabeth and. How do you spell her last name? Holly, H A W L E Y. And then Bob Smith passed away this weekend, 59. He's widely uh, considered the first openly gay comic to perform on The Tonight Show. Oh, really? And he went on to write fiction and nonfiction books of heart and humor. He uh, had uh, Lou Gehrig's disease, and he was only 59 years old. But um, he um, he was part of this documentary called We're Funny That Way, a 98 documentary. And he said, it's the point of view of a gay man that isn't the victim isn't the butt of the joke. I'm making the joke. And he had a joke about his birthday because he was born December 24th, 1958. Yeah. People with December birthdays now know from years of experience what the three wise men said when they delivered their gifts. These are for both your birthday and Christmas. Very good. La, 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 la. Oh, I'm reading more about this. Elizabeth Elizabeth. Ann Holly. Um, I sent an article to myself to read later today. Oh, yeah. she did a lot of things. She kind yeah. of is amazing. You know, I'm I've, obsessed with this stuff. I'm so glad you yeah, told yeah. me about this. Well, you know, Julia, I, I am know. an avid obituary reader. Did, did you know. do the Ed Sullivan guy? She just. Ro- Robert, I, I was on the phone. I, no, Robert Arthur. Uh, Arthur, excuse me. He was the man behind the music. So he conduct. He did. You know. What did he do, Donnie? Here he was uh, booked a lot of the talent. Oh, the, the music Ed, talent. For the Ed Sullivan show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and uh, they talked about. Do you want to tell the Rolling Stones story? He tweaked the lyrics to "Let's Spend the Night Together" so the Rolling Stones could perform it on television in 1967. From he, because let's spend, spend the, the night together because of the let's naughty spend lyrics the night together. Or whatever. Yeah. So he had him. He changed it, and they were happy with it. He was 89. He died in his Topanga Canyon home. Oh. In Los Angeles, and yeah, they had never uh, let's. It was too. It's at the time they were like, no, no, and people would just be going crazy. So they changed it to let's spend some time together. And okay. When Mick Jagger sang the line, he rolled his eyes. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which, <laughs> of course. Anyway, he booked a lot of people: the Beatles, Elvis, you know, Diana Ross, uh, the Platters, Edith Piaf, your Grandmother's buddy, Perry Como. Oh, you know it. <laughs> mm-hmm. anyway, and Angela Lansbury. And Angela Lansbury. Grandma Julia's favorites. Uh, three more women have accused Jeremy Piven of sexual assault. Yes. And Rosanna Arquette is telling uh, her story. And she is really, really bummed at what happened to the generation of actresses like herself, Daryl Hannah, Mira Servina, Rose McGowan. The years of work we could have done. And she said she was actually told to keep quiet about Harvey from just as many men or women as yeah, men. Yeah, and she was talking about it. She mm-hmm. had female agents that they said, you got to keep this I had a female quiet. boss who told me to keep quiet yeah. about my harasser. Yeah, I'm, I, And I listened to yeah. her. I mean, you know, this is what people told you. Right. That's how it went. That's I mean, not to say, and she was like, if you want to keep your job, you won't say anything. Right. 
I wanted to keep my job. And what Rosanna didn't know was that even though she didn't tell anyone about Harvey, he was spreading stuff about her. He was her. spreading stuff about her. <laughs> because yeah. she denied him in a hotel room. Yeah. So she said there were so many people complicit in all of this. Yeah, and it'd be nice if some of them started saying, I was one of those women. Right. You don't hear from I was one of those any, bosses that said it looked the other way. I mean, you just... Uh, it's like the the weight of this movement is on the women who are coming forward. Who None are, of it is on the middle people that absolutely perpetuated this environment yeah. for years. Yeah. I no, know. None of them have stood up. And said, you know what, I, I was I was a part of, of this. Yeah. And I'm ashamed. And you know what, I was afraid. I mean, because I think that's why they say be quiet, because you're talking about you against this huge guy who your agency may or may not, you know, represent. And you're like, I yeah, I don't know what we can do about, you know. Oh. Right. It was just like, be quiet. Look the other way. Don't cool. say anything. Don't make any waves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You know, which people are really making a lot and, of waves about the Grammys last night being well, so male. There's a lot of waves to be made about the Grammys last night, I think. Bono and Sting on three times. Neither one of them nominated for a Grammy. Three times yeah, for I, both of them. I don't get it. And Lord doesn't get to get up there once. Yeah. You know, or whatever. But just I like, think they're going to change the format. They do I not. I don't know. I don't know. That's they do a, not need the skits. That's an old boys club over there at the Grammys. Yeah, I guess. I guess so. All right, listen, we come back. We've got a lot to Hollywood speak, including this actress who's got certain regrets. regrets. We put that in air quotes. So, what are you trying to say? Hollywood! Hollywood speaking! What is the meaning of this? Well, the Lori and Julia were punked and punked hard by a lady at the Polo Lounge who maybe we just transplanted our idea that it was Donna Mills. But we had the real Donna Mills call and... In fact, she said, no, that no. was not me. I don't know. Let me Hollywood was. speak it. Mm-hmm. Okay. You girls don't know what the hell you're talking about. Basically, that yeah. is perfect Hollywood speak <laughs> on hashtag <laughs> Donna Millsgate 2018. Wow. Uh, wow. Julia is still like in I disbelief. Well, because I'm, I'm, I, what was wrong with us that we didn't pick that up? Julia, it I looks so much like her in person. And I person. didn't care to even like say, "Are you really her?" No, we just we we just said yeah. she was, and she just went along with it. It's like your sister's husband, who is a doppelganger for Daniel Day Lewis. He could go somewhere, could. and people would think would. it is Daniel Day Lewis. He's the same height. Would he play along? He would if he was in London or he was somewhere. New York. He would totally play along with it. And because Daniel Day Lewis is a man of few words, and somebody he could just. I mean, when I saw that Phantom Thread trailer, I Uh was just struck again by how how much much Chris looks like him him and always has, Mm -hmm. right down to the six foot three height. I know. You know. That's that is the truth. It is okay. So uh, wait Kate, till the people start asking you for your autograph, Sharon. Oh, jeez, Julia. I've never. I wish someone would because I'd play along and I know totally you pretend would. to be Sharon Stone. Wow. All <laughs> right. Anywho, All right. moving on. Moving on. Kate Winslet, uh, except she got some kind of an award at the London Critics Circle f- mm-hmm. of Film this weekend, and here's what she said. And I'm curious what you have to say. As women around the world and from all walks of life marched last weekend, I realized that I wouldn't be able to stand here this evening and keep to myself 
some bitter regrets that I have about poor decisions to work with individuals with whom I wish I had not. Is that all she said? Well, there's more, but we can just stop there. Bitter regrets. Okay, well, here's the deal. (laughs) She's finally been knocked over the head enough times by people saying, why do you keep working? Why aren't... Why do you keep defending Woody Allen? Why do you keep defending him? Why do you keep defending him? And then she was with Harvey Weinstein and The Reader and some other stuff. And and I think... and. Here's the thing that I don't get. And she said, I didn't know about Woody Allen's stuff well, earlier. She said something like that. Just, I mean, she just got called out in an op-ed like a month ago by Dylan Farrow. Mm-hmm. Um, why, you know, because... You keep working with this man you who... You keep working with Woody Allen. harassed me, right. And, and in November and December, she was defending him. She... She told the New York Times she was unaware of any family history and that she felt it was in her best interest to ignore the personal lives of colleagues. That Here's was what I think. Here's what said. I think, okay? Because mm-hmm. she's outspoken. She's been extremely outspoken about photoshopping, you know, yeah. wanting women to look real. I mean, that's all she's been outspoken about. Yeah. But before the Me Too movement, that's all women really were outspoken about, where anyone listened. Yeah. So, well, I don't know well different true. topics, but you know, it wasn't ever any of the sexual harassment stuff, but I really think she idolized Woody Allen and did not want to take a look at it and just compartmentalized it all. Well, here's, I really do. That's possible. Then she goes on to say, I think she has bitter regrets about how much of a hit um, her career has taken. Maybe her ability to open movies, maybe for movie roles. Mm -hmm. She's starting to find out maybe what Rosanna Arquette and other actresses, as you get to be 40, even if you're Kate Winslet, if you're not Meryl Streep, I mean, are you going to really continue? You're going to have to develop your own things. And and she said she didn't want to do that. Yeah. She spoke out about that about six months ago and said, playing out, you know, are you interested in developing your own projects? No, I just like to act. Yeah. I'm not into the producing arm like what Reese Witherspoon has done to take charge of her career. Yeah. Well, I just. But in her lack of support for any of the women involved, I think p- women are kind of going to be hesitant. that. Yeah. Because she said it's become clear to me. I, think I have her, to speak about it. Yes. That by not saying anything, I might be adding to the anguish yeah. of many courageous women and men. There she are direct, walks the very outside. Yeah, very outside. There are directors, producers, and men of power who for decades been awarded and applauded for their highly regarded work by both this industry and movie goers alike. Mm -hmm. I mean, Timothy Chalamet, who is the 17-year-old kid who's was in both Lady Bird and is going to be in Call Me By Your Name. Remember, he's the the kid in the rock band. He immediately, uh, as soon as the Time's Up thing happened, he just had his publicist, I'm donating my entire salary from a rainy day in New York. From a Woody Allen movie. From a Woody Allen movie that hasn't been released. That's all I can say, but I'm not keeping the money. But even down to someone like... um, But he's 17. Right, and who's the little gal that worked with Woody on the last movie that dates Justin Bieber. Selena. She even did it. Yeah. I mean, Kate has done nothing. Yeah. And she also told Variety in October, I respectfully not want, I don't want to talk about it. It's just too difficult of a decision. It's better to just respectfully step away from the discussion. So now she's bitter. Now she's wants us to know about her bitter regrets that are not even named. It's really a little too late. Yeah, kind of. I we'll agree. see how she does. I mean, right. she really has been 
outspoken about her support of Woody Allen, and I think it's going to hurt her. Yeah. And Kate uh, Blanchett was very similar. Yes. She yeah. would not take him on. And I wonder what if it's something from not... I think it's because they haven't been impacted. They have never been impacted. They get whatever, whatever roles they want. Or they've been lucky enough yes. to be one of the, you know, the 20 maybe percent of actors mm-hmm. that didn't have to... I find it hard to believe that there could be any actors that were out there, but Kate Winslet had kind of a fairy tale right. beginning. She getting cast in that movie with Nicole Kidman when she was just like she kind of catapulted fast, mm. yeah, and really just sort of went from acting school and got a lucky break. And the, he, with Diane, her first movie, oh God, Diane Keaton, now has spoken out about Woody Allen. What does she say? This is on page six. Today's the 29th, right? Yeah, yeah. just happened. Woody Allen is my friend. Um, and I continue to believe him, wrote on Twitter Monday today, it might be of interest to take a look at the 60 Minutes interview from 1992 to see what you think. Oh, dear. The court papers are all Alec there. Alec Baldwin this weekend yeah. came to Woody uh, Allen's yeah. defense yeah, last again, night. In my defense of Woody Allen offends you. It's real simple. Unfollow, it, condemn, move on. Yeah. The thing is, is that I don't think Woody Allen cares what anybody thinks about him. Obviously, you don't care what anyone thinks about you if you go ahead and marry your stepdaughter. Oh, gosh. Who's been it's your stepdaughter. so bad when she's 17. <laughs> when she's decades 17. Younger than decades yeah. younger. You don't <laughs> no, give 17. A, you do not give yeah. a fig Newton what anybody no, thinks no. about you. And I don't think these people even need to come to his defense because I don't think he cares. And he continues to get money to make movies. I don't get it. Just well, don't we cannot do go to the Well, we just won't go to the movie. Why? Well, we haven't. Mm-hmm. How about this? Um, here's Ann Curry. Uh, I generally don't turn on the television in the morning like I used to. And, well, pretty much I've just stopped. (laughs) She hates morning shows. She's got so much. She doesn't even want to see what's happening. I ain't got time for that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Goop's Health Summit, you know, was in New York City this weekend. And uh, tickets were $650 to $2,000. And once more, eyebrow-raising medical views happened, including uh, the doctor... One doctor who doesn't believe in vaccinations and one doctor who doesn't believe in HIV medications. Oh. So she really does peddle some yeah. just... Or, or the cholesterol causes heart disease. The you, have to, you have to take what you like and leave the rest with that uh, goop. Uh, I mean, some people like the recipes, some people like parts of it, but that's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy Thank talk. you, Joy. Yes. All right, listen, we will be back.